This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all, a Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With me, Dylan Hafer Hold on, check me, boo Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast. I'm Dylan Hafer and it is a very exciting day today because the Real Housewives of New Jersey is finally back. And also, back to recap with me this season, I have my friend, Betch's co-founder, Jordana Abraham. Hello, I'm so happy to be back. It's been a while. It has been a while. Yeah. I feel like you are the Jersey connoisseur. Last year, <laughs> I had so much fun recapping, you know, most of the season with you. We we have a few days in and out, but I, I'm glad to have you back this year. Yeah, it's good to be back. I mean, Jersey is like one of those gifts that always keeps giving. It's never dull. It's never like it's also never like a slow start. They always like come in hot. Right. Like we have this premiere episode. We get two big group events. We have new people that seem like they fit right in. We have multiple different continuing feuds from last season. There's new little threads of things happening. There's theme parties. There's sexy photo shoots. It feels like there is plenty to get into. There's a lot to get into. And I feel like uh, Polly was really just thrown right into it. So I was I was excited that they just it was like kind of it was like literally when you throw a kid in the deep end just to see if they can swim. Um, That's kind of what this felt like with with him. God bless Polly. I (laughs) just the thought of you know, I love Dolores. Dolores is, seems like a great person, but the thought of dating Dolores and being in the middle of that, let's just say complicated family dynamic, uh, it takes a strong person. I mean, no one gets along with their exes like Dolores does, which I guess for Polly, probably a good sign, you know, like she, <laughs> like no one leaves a relationship with her. Like I never want to see that crazy bitch again they're kind of like how can i keep living with you i will live with your i'll live with your ex i'll live with your new boyfriend i'll anything to stay in your life right so maybe, I, if, funny. god forbid things don't work out with dolores and polly maybe uh david the doctor has an extra bedroom he's gonna have a frat house of uh oh of all god. of dolores's exes that's very a, funny that's a spinoff right there <laughs> i would watch <laughs> um we, you know, we're getting our little updates with everyone. Uh, you know, Jennifer Aiden feels like she's cursed by an evil eye because <laughs> Margaret talked shit about her and her Ferrari got stolen. Um, but her mom's <laughs> magic spell has not worked because she broke her toe on Teresa's birthday trip in Mexico. And I just, Jennifer Aiden is like so such a mess in a way that is just like so delicious to me. Yeah, she's, um, she's like, She's very funny in a like everything she's saying is sort of absurd. I don't agree with really anything she's saying, but I enjoy watching her say it. It is it is interesting. At the reunion last year, we really sort of dug into the Dolores versus Jennifer. They had always seemed kind of fine with each other. And that is really carrying over into this season. I don't 
I don't really think they're going to stay enemies forever, but it is kind of, it feels like a little bit of a, a different dynamic because usually we kind of have team Teresa, team Melissa, and they mm-hmm. are on the both on the same side of that. But it's like, I, I kind of like them being at odds. I do too. Although I watched, um, watch what happens live, or at least the first half of it last night after. And I kind of felt like they clearly make up. Mm-hmm. Because Dolores was being very nice about her or as nice as as one could be. So I was kind of like, this seems like it's going to be relatively short lived, but good way to open. Yeah, it's always tough when they're doing press at the beginning of the season and you're like, okay, so like, how are things going with that? And they're like, oh, well, you you know, you're going to have to wait and see. But like, she means well. It's like, right. Fine. (laughs) Right. That's not what we want. We're not, that's not why we're here. You know, some, some watch what happens live guests just like give it to you. Like they give you exactly like the kind of like petty stuff you really want. And some are just like, Oh, like when she was like, Oh, um, I would never say anything negative about Polly. Like, uh, like he's the best in every way. Like when, (laughs) Meanwhile, I I did interview our new housewife, Danielle Cabral, yesterday, uh, which is going to be out on the podcast tomorrow. So if you're listening to this today, the days are confusing, but subscribe to the show so you don't miss it. But she was like, I asked her about Jackie and she was like, well, you know, she she wasn't friendly to me. She wasn't nice. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> well, yeah, because she's your you're her replacement. <laughs> It's a new blonde in town. Yeah, it is strange. I didn't even really think about while I was watching the episode, and then afterward, I'm like, "Oh yeah, we only we only saw Jackie in the group scenes. It's it's different." I felt a little bad. Yeah, I felt like I mean, it's weird they showed Evan more than Jackie um, (laughs) because they were they were starting with this shirtless uh, this shirtless charity calendar. Um, But I kind of felt like I don't know. I I I missed her a little bit, even though because she was like, you know what I mean? She was. She was she was like seeing an ex at a party. You're not no one really speaking to them. But I don't know. I I the new girls are coming in hot, though. So I do feel like there there's going to be something there. But I did feel a little bit bad that she wasn't on anymore. Right. This is really the first time since Jennifer and Jackie joined the show that we have like successful new cast members on Jersey because the last few seasons we've seen people film with the group and then just get added on as friends. And so to have two new housewives who in the first episode are getting all of this screen time, we're meeting Danielle's kids and her husband, her walking Adonis husband. And it, it, it just feels, it feel it does feel fresh in a way. And obviously like TBD on how much we end up loving these new housewives but i'm i'm kind of excited i'm glad they're here i am too but i have to say nothing has made me feel older than i'm sorry not i keep forgetting the new girls the brunette the new brunette rachel rachel nothing made me feel older than when she said she was born in 1991 i was like i cannot be older than the women on real housewives it doesn't feel right to me um (laughs) It is. It does feel like a crossroads. We've been in millennial housewife territory for a while now. We've had a lot of women who are like early mid eighties housewives. They're like but, late thirties, right? They are the youngest to me. But to have someone born in nineteen ninety one, she's thirty one years old. I think she's solidly in like younger millennial territory. Like she's not an elder millennial, right? It is. It's a little shocking. She's the first housewife born in the 90s. I I did a little bit of 
a little bit of research, but also I was like, who else would be that young? It's <laughs> there's not even really any right. other options that come to mind. But yeah, I mean, it just it does feel crazy. I don't think it's a bad thing. Some people are like, I want my housewives menopausal. And I'm like, <laughs> I mean, yes and no. A little bit. Yeah, I think. Well, I just think it to me, I don't It's the age itself doesn't really matter that much to me. But I do find it a little bit less believable that Teresa, who's celebrating her 50th birthday, is hanging out with a woman almost 20 years younger than her naturally, like without like that. That doesn't seem like something that would come about in a in a really organic way. Yeah, it is. It's like it. it's always funny when the new housewives show up and you get the explanation for how they know the group. And with Rachel, it's very straightforward. Melissa says that Gino and her and Rachel's son, Jaden, are best friends. Fine. Sure. I don't know if they've ever hung out before. Um, but with Danielle, it's a little bit more convoluted because we are told that her stepmom's... Her, her stepmom married, you know, like there was a Manzo, a Manzo right. connection. Well, no, that was, I wanted to ask you about that Manzo connection because she said when she introduced her, she said her, she said that her stepmom was married to one of Caroline Manzo's brothers. Yes. Um, and to me, it was kind of weird that she said Caroline Manzo and not Dina Manzo because like she's closer. I think they're still close with Dina Manzo. And why wouldn't she say it was her friend's? Her friend's brother, like her friend is Dina. That's a good point. <laughs> I didn't think about that because the photo we saw was of Teresa, new housewife Danielle, Caroline Manzo, and Jacqueline Larita. And so it makes sense that Jacqueline would be in this picture because she's married to Chris Larita. So, you know, right. they're all part of the Larita family. But yeah, it's like, does, are we just like not allowed to say Dina's name? Is she. <laughs> Is she somehow just like not a part of this particular section of the Larita family? I don't know how that works. But when you bring it up, it is funny because Teresa and Dina are still good friends. Like they right. travel to see each other. She must be like excommunicated from the whole Manzo family or something, because I feel like there's it seems like there's the siblings and then there's her separate. Yeah, I think the Manzo clan or the Larita clan combined have sort of like circled wagons around Caroline and Dina is maybe... A little bit of an outcast, unfortunately, but oh, I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot more going on there. I remember that was, I mean, it seems like that's died down, but there was like someone beating someone else up and there's a lot of, in, there's a lot of like marriage within the families and like married right. brothers or mar I don't know. It's a very, confu very confusing family tree, but I guess they're not, I would, I, I would, uh, speaking of Caroline Manzo, I know there's so much going on yeah. with her and Brandy and other stuff, but I I would like to see more of that. I know. It is it is strange to think about in 2023, we're going to have Caroline Manzo on a show to talk about. Like, it felt like that ship had sailed so long ago. I know. I would watch. I really liked her presence. I felt like she was like almost the Judge Judy of the of, of New Jersey. I feel that the Judge Judy of New Jersey. Like no bullshit, like going to call you out and like sort of has a normal, rational point of view. I struggle with the idea of Caroline Manzo and Jennifer Aiden having anything in common. I yes. Feel, she'd be like, Jennifer, shut the fuck up. 
<laughs> or Caroline Manzo, who's now a like she's probably what in her seventies. I think she's in her sixties. Maybe she's in her sixties with again with a thirty-one-year-old friend. It doesn't <laughs> fully. The generation, you know, this show has been on for so long that people are literally like becoming a different generation um, on it. So it's very funny to watch. Yeah, that's true. I, that would strain credulity, I think, a little bit too much, perhaps. I feel like we've all had that moment where you're at somebody's wedding and you're looking around the food, the venue, the music, the overall vibe. And you're making like that mental checklist of if I were planning a wedding right now, maybe you are, maybe you aren't. What would I want to copy from this? What would I want to change? What would I want to tweak? Well, I've been a part of my fair share of weddings over the years, and I know just how stressful the process can be. You go from that newly engaged bliss to overwhelmed by invitation paper and flower colors in the blink of an eye. But using Zola helps with wedding planning from start to finish and makes every decision easier so you can stay in your bliss. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry and even taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and even maybe enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or on your couch. Zola helps couples plan the wedding they really want with tons of unique features and personalized recommendations based on a couple's preferences every Zola wedding is as unique as the couple planning it. They've thought of everything you'll need and have built every tool to get you to I do, including customized checklists to get you moving, keep you on track, and prepare you for what's next. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A dot com. Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they're the only shapewear that won't ever roll down no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com MIA. When talking about shapewear, Honey Love's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering just the perfect amount of compression. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honey Love. So of course, we have to check in with Melissa and Teresa's dynamic, which is not as not the worst it's ever been, but also not great. Um, So the update that we got on the premiere is that uh, Melissa texted Teresa after the reunion, basically saying that she was fine with the wedding situation and she didn't want her to, you know, feel whatever type of way about it. Teresa never responded. And then two months later, the first text that Teresa had sent to Melissa was inviting her to her 50th birthday trip in Mexico. Melissa was like, yeah, I'm not going to go to that because right. we're like not speaking the right now. The last text you sent me, <laughs> I sent you, you didn't answer, which was addressing our very public fallout. <laughs> it is funny, the idea of planning a birthday trip, because I feel like for most people, you're like, if I'm going to do a birthday trip, either it's going to be me and my 
partner, whatever, or it's going to be me and like three of my closest friends. So the fact that it seems like Teresa was kind of tossing out birthday trip invites like candy, it's like, why would you want her there? It is bizarre. Like, why would you want her at your small, intimate birthday party, but not in your wedding? Yeah. Like, you want to go on a trip with her more than you want her to be standing next to you for 20 minutes at a wedding ceremony? Exactly. Which is really just symbolic. And this is like actually spending time with her. Yeah. Also, the the birthday trip wasn't even filmed. Like, it's not even part of the construct of the show. The wedding is taped on TV. It is a plot line that Melissa is not going to be there. I'm so excited for the wedding. I know. Oh, my God. But anyway, so Teresa's having a 50th birthday thing at her house after this trip. It's, you know, pretty chill. You know, everybody's just hanging out. There's lots of balloons, of course, rose gold balloons. Um, And Joe and Melissa also said they couldn't make it to this. Um, And Teresa has it in her head that it's Melissa telling Joe not to engage and not to come. And I'm like, this is such classic Teresa and Melissa dynamic that Teresa's like, Obviously, if Joe, if my brother's not here, it's because Melissa's getting in his ear and telling him not to come. It's just so funny because like Melissa never does. It's like that's it's been like 14 years. She can see the tapes of behind the scene of like of their filming. It's like it's never Melissa doing that. Yeah, it's it's bizarre. Um, (laughs) But so there is. um, Melissa's having this roller skating party. There is nothing I love more than the fact that 15 minutes into the premiere of New Jersey, we are at a full 80s themed roller skating party with crimped hair and neon outfits and just like ridiculous accessories. Um, That's that's what Jersey's for. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I liked it. They all they all did a pretty good job. They all did a pretty good job, except uh, except Louie. Louie did not. uh... That's true. White. It's more the same thing he always wears. <laughs> the same thing he always wears. Um, we we got to meet Frank's lovely 33-year-old girlfriend, Brittany, who uh, Dolores says she loves. I'm like, okay, whatever. Sure. Yeah. I think she, I'm sure she does. I feel yeah. like she seems like pretty nice. She's probably, she's probably glad that Frank has something else to do than just like hang out at her house and yeah. bother her. I agree. And then Frank seems like upset that he's not living with her or doesn't get her priority. And I find Frank to be so annoying. That's his least, that's his, his worst quality. Um, to me, he's like, why don't I have access to you anymore? It's like you want to, he wants Dolores to be like his wife and have a girlfriend, but like, not like he wants like her to play that role for him. And it's like, she was your wife and then you were cheating on her. So she's not your wife anymore. Like, yeah, and there's, you can't have it all. There's a big difference to me between being having a close relationship and having 24 seven access to her and her home and y- her, you know, talking to her all the time. It's like you're still in each other's lives pretty constantly. I would say a pretty more than healthy amount. <laughs> like already it's already right now more than a healthy amount. It's not even like they're like co-raising kids together, like their kids are growing up like Anything that they do at this point is like that she does is like nice and extra. I think it's so weird that he would expect her to be like prioritizing him over her boyfriend when like he doesn't do the same for her. He's not like sacrificing anything for her. Right. It's very like on Frank's terms. I feel like if Frank decided he didn't want to like still be close with Dolores, he would leave tomorrow and we would never see him again. And that would just be like the end of that. Exactly. 
Uh, I mean, whatever, whatever works, I guess. Um, I'm glad to see Teresa seeing a therapist. She's working. Oh my on, god, she's working on her stuff. That was great. It felt like in the off season, Teresa got like a little bit of a lobotomy. Um, she was like, or at least tra- partial. Um, it, it was funny that she was trying. I thought it was nice because this, this, this is the first season where she comes in with like an intention to be different. And you really have not seen that from her any at any time. I agree. And uh, as much as I am not a Louis fan in like a real sense, like I, I he kind of still creeps me out. I do think he is in a certain way kind of encouraging her to examine some of these relationships and think a little bit more about what she says and how she reacts to things and how she handles different situations. And the fact that, you know, she and Margaret still have this lingering issue from last season, from you know, the last three seasons, I guess. And Teresa, you know, kind of puts out the olive branch and is like, yeah, come over to my house. We'll have cheese and crackers. Uh, right. <laughs> we'll talk through stuff. And I mean, do I think that Teresa and Margaret are ever going to be best friends and see eye to eye on everything that seems unlikely but Teresa coming coming with this olive branch does seem like something we wouldn't have seen necessarily in the past I agree I mean I think it was time that they resolved this because this feud has been going on when did she when did Danielle like do something to to Margaret like four that three or like four seasons ago three seasons ago at this point <laughs> yeah I feel like this feud has been going on for a while and the producers were like all right we've had enough airtime about like the Margaret Teresa feud we've got to like put a little bow on this which is exactly what this was they clearly don't like really but I think the effort was not was very out of character for Teresa and I was proud of her for at least trying to have some self-control she didn't fully do it, but she like kind of half did it. And I mean, that's a start. People don't change overnight. So I thought that was um, that was great. And I agree with you about Louis. I gr- I do think the way that he does try to reel her in is a little condescending and like yeah. uncomfortable when he's like, you're like, stop doing it. Like when he's like kind of yelling at her when she's going off the beaten track, which didn't seem like the most compassionate way to do it. But also someone needs to reel her in somehow. And he seems like the only one that can do it. And I guess his method is working. Right. It's a little bit like, Teresa, Teresa, shut up. Right. Shut up. Shut up. That's not it. And it's like, okay, okay. Like you can. Right. I guess it's working. So like, fine. But also like, I don't know if I like that way of speaking to her either. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I do feel like what you were saying about how long they've been fighting and the producers are kind of like, okay, let's get on with it. With these multi-season housewife feuds, I think it's important to kind of reset and then if they want to keep fighting it can be about something else moving forward but it's like we can't have the same root cause of a fight lingering for three seasons so it's like in the premiere they've had this reset and then now if Teresa wants to be mad about Margaret going to Melissa and Joe and telling them what Louie said about her being a weak person insecure like that can be it's a new thing but it's like we're not we're no longer we've reset we've remembered that we had a lovely moment about Teresa's mom way back when we've cried a little bit we've hugged it out we've had our cheese and crackers in the backyard (laughs) and you know it's a it's a new leaf yes I mean I I agree I'm glad they put that they kind of ended that because there's so there's, I mean, it seems like the new I actually feel like the new housewives are going to bring a lot more 
drama. I so. agree. And so it's like we don't need we don't need the same matchups of of chaos that we've had the last three years. It's like obviously there's still gonna be major players, but it's like if Teresa is gonna have a big issue with new girl Rachel or you know Danielle's gonna be fighting with Melissa you know like that can be its own thing and we can kind of shift you know let things morph a little bit I do um Teresa saying that she is no longer a grudge holder I think will be famous <laughs> last words <laughs> that's a stretch I mean I wouldn't Rome wasn't built in a day I would not hold any especially because she was like she very clearly holds a grudge against Melissa Right. And I think it's like the grudge against Melissa is on 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 hold a little bit. Maybe it's like simmering on the back burner. But clearly mm -hmm. by the end of this season, it's going to be a full boil. Right. But I was it was the most introspection we've ever gotten from Teresa where she was like my dad. You know, we would be like kind of it seems like had his own anger issues that he passed on to her and like kind of taught her that that was how he dealt with things. She said when he was right, he was always right. And no one could say anything else. I'm like, that sounds familiar um, to what we've seen as in the audience. And she really doesn't do much introspection or even any saying anything negative about either of her parents. So I thought this was a very interesting self-reflection and I'm glad she's in therapy. I was thinking that too, that to hear her say something that could be construed as critical about her dad who has passed away I was surprised that she was kind of willing to go there because it seems like the way that she is protective of her family you would mm -hmm. expect that to just be kind of an emotional no-fly zone and I think it's probably healthy for her that she is able to unpack that a little bit totally agree uh, she's raw as a cucumber <laughs> <laughs> that was great uh. I am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get back to enjoying some time in the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring mayflowers and also sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I have had seasonal allergies for pretty much my entire life. Unfortunately, there are definitely those days where I have canceled my plans because I simply just don't want to be out in the world because of my allergies. But luckily, Claritin is the perfect thing that you can just take at the beginning of the day. And it really helps with all of those symptoms, clearing up your eyes, clearing up your sinuses, clearing up your congestion. It's the easiest way to just get those allergies under control, whether it's in the spring, any other time of year. And it's designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. 
So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Okay, so getting to the crux of this uh, Melissa and Teresa stuff that we have this episode. So basically, last season, there was a point where uh, Teresa had texted Melissa asking her to not talk about Louie anymore on camera. And Melissa read this text to the other women and basically was like, she's telling me not to say anything. And this is what Louie says makes Melissa an insecure woman. (laughs) And... I don't know. It's just like, I understand being annoyed that she read the text, but the insecure woman thing just seems like an unnecessary place to bring it to. I agree. Well, that's why I kind of go back and forth on Louis, where I feel like he's like a good influence, but also like maybe choose your words. If you're truly going to present yourself as like in touch with your emotions and sort of like emotionally and psychologically healthy, like maybe you should know that that's not the best word to use. Like... Say maybe she was, she's clearly conflicted. Yeah. You know, something a little bit more empathic about like the situation. Cause she's, he, he's riling her up in that sense against her too. Louis to me gives off one of those. He's like, has that energy of that kind of like straight guy who will be like, man, this is why I don't mess with females. And it's like, <laughs> uh, uh, okay. <laughs> like It's a little, it's a little like this kind of like condescending masculine energy that is not necessarily like he's not trying to be condescending, I don't think. But it's like it almost is such a natural way of thinking for him that it makes me worried (laughs) that it's like, right. okay, if this is just like your default explanation of things, it's like, well, you know, women be insecure. It's like, okay. I agree for someone, but he, I feel like he's trying to present as someone who's like more in touch with his feelings and more emotionally like mature. So it's not coming across that well. Even if he had said she might've been feeling insecure at the moment, like that wouldn't have been to me that crazy or that off base or that, which Mm -hmm. maybe that was true. But to say she is insecure is clearly going to be like, is a labely like unnecessary thing to do. Right. And I think so we at the calendar photo shoot, Margaret does her housewife's duty and carries the bone along to Joe and Melissa and tells them what they said. And I think if if Louie had framed it in a way that wasn't as negative about Melissa, I don't even know if Margaret would have felt the need to deliver the message like that. But I think because it came off as kind of shady to Melissa, then Margaret's like, okay, well, that's kind of like a icky thing to say. So she's going to tell them right away. And then it's going to boil into right. more of an issue. Yeah. And Melissa is, is very, very um, activated by that comment, clearly. And so is Joe. I mean, I think yeah. I think the thing with Joe is like he feels he whether or not Teresa and Louis would agree. He feels like he has been nothing but nice to Louis, that they've been welcoming him into the family. And, you know, that now he's going to say this kind of stuff about his wife is a little bit like a slap in the face. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how good their or bad their relationship has been since, you know, off filming or or any of that. But it does seem like he hasn't really said anything negative about him. So they should kind of he should kind of have kept her out of it. But that's not the case. What do you think about this calendar photo shoot? Would you buy the calendar, Jordana? Um, I don't know if I would. Maybe I would buy it like ironically, 
you know, for like the Betches office or something. Oh, okay, it, would, yeah. it would go, it would go pretty well there. <laughs> um, but I thought it was fun. I thought they were like, it's for charity. Right. I think that like, yeah. uh, that was nice. And I thought I was like, I felt so bad for Pauly. Who's like literally his first on screen, um, debut is him being thrown into this calendar thing. He has to take a shirt off immediately. I'm like, he must really love Dolores. Cause I don't all know if the, I would be like yeah, down for that. All of the new guys do. I mean, Danielle's husband, Nate is doing, is pouring a watering can all over himself. Uh, Rachel's husband, John is in a lumberjack outfit. I'm like, these guys are really being thrown into the deep end. And I mean, sink or swim, good, right? Good for them. I guess like the fact that, it is funny, though, also because there is some idea that this is like kind of a celebrity calendar and that like three out of the six men that are there are brand new to the show. Nobody knows who they are yet. It's right. Like, OK, we really could have used Frank Catania in this moment. <laughs> oh, yeah. Was he not there? He was in I the guess... hospital. Oh, right. He was in the hospital. Why? I forgot. I don't remember. He's fine. Something with. Yeah. Probably trying to get Dolores's attention. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just, sorry, Frank. I hope you're okay. <laughs> trying to get out of spending time with Polly. Yes, he's like, ah, oh, Polly's coming. I'm sick that day. I think Frank is threatened by the fact that Paul. I think I think Frank really liked when she was with David because David kind of kept her at arm's length and wasn't around that much, and he could still play that role of like husband without any responsibilities. Um, and she could take out any of her annoyances on David. But now that I think Dolores has found someone that seems like very, um very very interested in her and very and like a little bit more you know cares what she's doing and what sees a future with her i think that's a little scary to frank and i think that's why he's he's uh being a little rude about polly oh absolutely because if dolores is going to be potentially moving in with this guy maybe getting engaged maybe getting married down the road frank isn't going to have access to the house 24 7 and that's even if that's normal and should be the case right. it's clearly something that he is struggling with a little bit and i would love to hear more from his girlfriend Brittany about Same. how she feels about that um so the calendar photo shoot is really where things uh go left between jennifer and dolores i love that jennifer is she like comes in so hot and she's first of all, she's like holding court with our three new women. We also have another another new Jennifer who we haven't talked about at all, who's a friend of. Um, and so she's like venting to all three of them about how it, it, Del Dolores is the worst. And also Margaret. Can you believe that Margaret was talking about uh, talking about Bill? And like, first of all, how are we going back to this? Bill thing from last season, but right. also the fact that Rachel, brand new to the show, is like, well, I did think it was hypocritical that you said that. <laughs> right. When she was, when your husband had just cheated on you. I mean, I thought that was a great way to enter the scene. She's yeah. letting her mark be known. I was like, great. Someone's immediately calling her out. Um, I enjoyed that. Gives me I, good vibes for the rest of the season. I saw somebody, a couple people on Twitter being like, I don't know if I liked the way Rachel handled that because you can just tell that she's watched the show. I'm like, okay, 
the thing is, we are in season 13 of Real Housewives. Yes. If you are getting cast on this show and you're not doing your research. At, at least the most recent season, at least. Right. right. Like you are being foolish. And it's one thing if you want to play your cards a little closer to the chest. I talked about that in my conversation with Danielle, where you know, there is kind of a calculation and a strategy of how quickly you want to get involved in these existing conflicts Feuds, yeah. or, or you know, relationships. But it's silly to act like new housewives should be completely oblivious to what has happened in the past and just like walk in wide eyed and be like, wow, OK, so Mark, so Margaret was a was a bitch to you. Well, I guess I hate her. Like, it, no, that's not how right. the world works. I agree with that. I think that it's weird when people, when sometimes housewives do do that, where they come on, they're like, I've never seen an episode. And like, it's kind of like, you're going to get destroyed. Like, that's a bad move. Something, you know. Mm -hmm. And Rachel, I mean, Rachel seems really down. She basically tells Dolores that Jennifer's talking about her. Uh, Jen Fessler is like, you should say something. Like, yeah, like Jennifer, if you're that mad at Dolores, like, let her know. And I'm like, yes, come on. Like, That's ladies. what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying about Jersey. There's no like warm up period. There's no like first episode where just everyone's just getting along and there's a tiny little thing. They like they jump in and they are like guns blazing episode one of every season. That's why it's always a fun watch. And I also think it's smart that they're kind of getting involved with this conflict between Jennifer and Dolores, because at the end of the day, they're going to fight a couple times. They're going to have their tension, but it's not that deep. Whereas if they were, if you were walking in on your first episode and being like, hey, Teresa, I think you should give Melissa another chance. Like that's a recipe for disaster. That's right. not the way to do it. But this kind of like second tier conflict that probably isn't that deep. It's like, yes, that's where you should be getting involved. Exactly. Especially with someone who's like, has, is less scary than Teresa. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like Jennifer makes a lot of noise, but at the end of the day, it's it's whatever. Well, well, if you remember when J Jackie's first season, when she was saying something about how her like ex-husband was in jail and Teresa flipped out um, and then she was like on her list for the rest of her time there. Right. Um, that might have been like too much too soon. But so there is an, I, you're right. It is an art. I did think it was yeah. it was like such a funny moment when Rachel is talking to Melissa and Jackie, but really only talking to Melissa. And she's like, she's like, yeah, you know, like Jennifer was saying all of this stuff. And it's like crazy that she's saying this. And Jackie's like, hey, I'm you You haven't looked at me one single time in this conversation. And you could see in that moment where Rachel's kind of like, oh, uh, it, sorry, I'm really overwhelmed because I'm like on camera right now. And this is like very new to me. Right. And it's funny because obviously on like a human level, it is rude to not address one of two people that you're speaking to. But also it's like, it's funny to watch that realization that it's like, oh, sorry, I'm I'm very, very new to this. <laughs> right. I have to make, I don't know how to make this look normal. Like I'm not being filmed when I'm being filmed. She's That's like, <laughs> she's like, these girls really have drained me. I'm like, okay, the, gr the girls are exhausting, like, but also you're like wearing a mic and being filmed for six hours. Yes. And also you want to be back next season. So you're probably all nervous about like saying the right thing in the right way so that you, so that the, the audience likes you and that you're invited back and that, um, you're making your move, but not too much, not overplaying your hand. Like it's, it is someone should write a book called the art of like getting to season two.
And you're like, I don't want to be, I don't want to be absolutely dragged on Twitter, but also I want people to tweet about me. I don't yes. want to be like forgotten. <laughs> like Exactly. It's, Very fine line. It's tricky. It's tough. And I think overall, I think they're doing a good job um, because the, it, it does work. Dolores hears that Jennifer is talking shit about her to everybody at the event. And she's like, hey, Jennifer, can we talk for a minute? I, I just have something, something to say to you. And uh, I love this because they're, I don't really think either of them, it's like they, they don't really have any big issue with each other. It's just that, you know, Jennifer has this idea that Dolores has not been supportive enough to her. Dolores Which was so then, weird to me. Dolores then also yeah. feels like Jen hasn't been a good friend to her. And it's like, yeah, okay, just just yell for a little bit. Yeah, I mean, she's to me, it doesn't really make any sense why the, why Dolores in particular is not being a good friend to her. Like, mm-hmm. I don't really see where that storyline in her mind came from, especially when, you know, last season they had that workout where they were like doing the workout and Jennifer was like crying to her and she seemed really compassionate and understanding. So I was confused by like why she's targeted Dolores as the bad friend as opposed to anyone else. Yeah, I think Jennifer has some arbitrary ideas of what being a good friend is that don't stay that don't stay the same like I think the goalposts with her move a lot and so if she feels like somebody made one comment or didn't text her at the right time or you know you know looked at Bill the wrong way or liked a tweet like that could be the thing that sets her off in the sense of not feeling like she's been supported and I think Dolores just is kind of a no-nonsense person enough where she's like uh, she's like, okay, so you, th- so you, so that's your definition of me not being a good friend. Okay, like I guess, I guess I wasn't a good friend to you, according to your definition. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> Jennifer. But Jennifer's definition is I'm nice, you're not. <laughs> I also don't think that's true. No, <laughs> right. no. I think yeah. anybody watching this show who thinks that Jennifer seems like a nicer person than Dolores. I have questions. Same. And she also called, I mean, it's so funny. She's like, I'm nice. You're not, but you look like an old handbag. So like that's proving her how nice she is. Right. Learn to communicate Merriam Webster. (laughs) (laughs) I do like Dolores brings back. She, (laughs) she calls Jennifer this. She says, I'm not going to communicate with this. And that, that harkens back to last season when she got into it with Jackie this. and she called Jackie this and Jackie flipped out about that. That is clearly something that triggers the women in this group. I mean, it is sort of like a dehumanizing tactic yes. and it's, it's like funny to connect the dots that it's like, okay, Dolores, that's a, that's a move that Dolores likes to go for. That, that's when you know you're on her list when you're this, <laughs> when you're just this, when you're not worthy of being addressed by name. Um, I don't know. It's, Kind of a delicious way to end the episode. I agree. I can't wait for next week. I can't wait for next week. We get a to be continued. And like, I don't know. I mean, like, are we continuing this party? I don't know. But I'm I'm ready. Same. Ready to go. Uh, well, Jordana, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me back. Excited for to be back for the rest of the season. And um, yeah, I'm excited to listen to your guest episodes. I know you have some really good stuff coming up. Yes, lots of exciting stuff coming up. We have Danielle coming out tomorrow. Uh, I chatted last week with Heather about her book. So that'll be out later this month. The book was great, by the way. So um, it's out now if you are in the mood to find something to read. Um, But yeah, and also go listen to Jordana on You Up, Oversharing. Check it all out. Yeah. 
Amazing. Right. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow the show wherever you listen. You can follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches. You can follow me at Dylan Hafer. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Dylan Hafer, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales Pico, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Dylan Hafer and Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Batches.